Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We have Pastor Gershom kick-starting our Advent series titled When Heaven Came to Earth. He shares with us on how it is only through Jesus that we find heaven here on earth. No matter how dark life sometimes gets, he is the one who bridged heaven and earth forever, bringing the light of life into it. Hi church, it's such a joy and honor to be bringing God's word to you today. Even as we've come to the last 5 weeks of this year, I don't know how many of you can believe it, but we've actually crossed like 50 weeks of this year. And uh, honestly, I'm grateful that, uh, you know, we just get to see another day. I'm grateful that, you know, God has sustained us. God has kept us in good health and strength. And uh, I know circumstances have not been the same. For a lot of us, you know, there's been challenging times. There's been tough times. There have been times when we probably just felt like, you know, uh, what have we really gotten ourselves into? But I strongly believe his grace has been sufficient he's given grace every day for us so that we are able to glorify him we are able to tell jesus thank you for giving me another day his mercies have been new and i believe that many will be able to actually look back in this year and say god was with me god guided me god delivered me and god strengthened me and uh, it's a joy and honor as a church for us to actually step into this advent week we're going to have a four part series and we are starting a brand new series this advent and it's called when heaven met earth a lot of you i know would be thinking uh, you know we are living in this world which doesn't look uh, you know as if heaven has collided with earth or heaven has met with earth but let me tell you even when we go back 2000 years when jesus came down uh, into this earth in human form it didn't actually look like heaven was coming down to earth you know and uh, the more we are going to dwell into the series i believe god's going to open our eyes to actually see his truth again to actually marvel at his truth again to actually see and believe that you know we can experience him here on this earth and things are going to change transformation is going to happen lives are going to be turned around situations are going to be changed forever because of jesus coming down to earth and the main focus of this entire series is on jesus jesus came down from heaven to earth so that he can meet you and me you know for a lot of us this entire pandemic has literally been a struggle for a lot of us it's been a time where we've struggled either you know with health issues we've had family members struggle we've lost friends we've lost close ones you know and the fear of something mutating and you know reappearing again in another form is always there you know even this week we got to hear that there's some other variant that's coming out and let me tell you that you know time and again we're going to keep hearing these news but may we never steer away from the fact that jesus has already come down to earth and because of him coming down heaven is here on earth but are we willing to acknowledge are we willing to see it are we willing to walk in that anointing are we willing to walk in that covering so that we'll be able to see things change we'll be able to bring hope we'll be able to bring faith we'll be able to bring the love that he brings and i just want us to go today into our reference passage for today's the first part of the series which is taken from john chapter 1 a lot of us know this uh, by heart a lot of us have probably read it and i just want to read it from the amplified version and it goes on to say in the beginning before all time was the word 
Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came into existence through Him, and without Him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. In Him was life and the power to bestow life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines on in the darkness, and the darkness did not understand it or overpower it or appropriate it or absorb it and is unreceptive to it. Even as we read here in John chapter 1, in the beginning before all time was the Word, who is Christ, and the Word was with God and the Word was God. You know, we believe in a Trinitarian God. We believe in God the Father. We believe in God the Son. We believe in God the Holy Spirit. And I love how John establishes that in the beginning. Right before time even existed, God existed. God the Son existed and God the Holy Spirit existed. And I love the fact that, you know, the reference that they've given here is the word. The word, the very word. I mean, when you read Genesis, it's in that spoken word, things came into existence. It's in that spoken word, we see things shift in the earth. You know, there was landmass that was created. That was the water that got split. We see in, it's in that spoken word, we saw plants come up. It's in that spoken word, we saw the heavens and the earth, the sky and the earth were all set apart. We saw in that spoken word, animals were there. There were, you know, uh, animals for the sea. We saw we, there were birds for the air. That's in that spoken word that God breathed life into human. And I love the fact that we have a God whose words, when they are spoken, are not null and void. They always come to completion. I love the fact that we have a God who whispers. I love uh, the fact that we have a God whose word is like a promise which we can hold on to. I don't know how many of you were really, you know, um, touched by last week's sermon, but me personally, I was really introspecting myself. Is my faith really awful or is my faith really awesome? And as we saw, we can see that, you know, the minute we dwell into God's word in this kind of a passage, all that we can see is the awesomeness of God. All that we can see that happened way back in Genesis in the creation was the awesomeness of God. And God has a distinct plan as to why he chose to bring heaven into earth. And I love that even as we go into these next two points that I have to speak for this sermon, I believe that God wants us to open our eyes and go back to see and look in awe. I feel that, you know, the introduction for this entire Advent series was done last week itself. Because without the faith, we will never be able to believe this. Without that faith, we will never be in wonder. Without that faith, we will never be expectant for what will happen tomorrow. Because it's only with that faith we can really believe and trust God that God is with us for tomorrow. Else, you know, our faith will crumble today and we'll have nothing left for tomorrow. You know, I love the fact that even as we read from John chapter 1, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. I love that, you know, he was God. Jesus was God when he came down to earth. And yet when he came down to earth, in his, he was here in human form 100%. He wasn't just God walking, but he was here 100%. So he felt everything that we felt. He went through everything that we went through. You know, I love the fact that, you know, he was uh, the creator, yet he loved us so much that he wanted to be one among us as the created. His birth was one where the Holy Spirit, you know, conceived within Mary. Yet he chose to walk with us, with the created. In a fallen state, he wanted to walk with us. 
he was divine yet he chose to bring his divinity into man's impiety and i believe that we should be in awe of the fact that we worship a god who's divine you know we will never attain it but we worship him and he's willing to work in and through us so that we start living like how he lived here on this earth we start seeing the things how he saw here on this earth we start doing the things that he did here on this earth what did he do he brought hope he brought love he brought kindness he brought strength he you know he brought hope to those who actually had given up hope entirely he stood with those and brought healing and today that's what he's promised that every space that we get into every time we intercede that's why i love praying that's why i love our midweek prayer time and again keep interceding till we see an answer and we've seen god come through we've seen god give endurance to those who are going through the terminal illness we've seen god give strength to those who are struggling and in a matter of time they come out victorious that all happens because of a divine god that we worship it happens because we call on a divine god and he chooses to work in and through us here he was before time yet he chose to come into the confinement of man's timing and live out his life here on this earth even though it was just 33 years it was probably the most impactful one you know ever done in the history of mankind and that was just with 3 years of ministry he's seen and done so much that you know many of us today are struggling to even do his impact was far bigger and i love the fact that you know he loved us so much we fell we disobeyed he loved and he said you know what to fix this problem once and for all i'm going to send my son you know we all know this verse we probably have learned it for those of us who've been going to church who've been part of sunday school who've been part of you know bible classes we've been told about this verse john 316 but i want to read that entire passage john 316 to 18 and this is what it says for god so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of god i love how it says for god so loved the world that he gave his only son it was his only son he had no one else there was no plan b Jesus was the plan A. And when he sent him, he was the only solution. So today Jesus is the only solution. There's no one else that you can call on. There's no one else you can think will actually get you to heaven or will save you. It's only through the name of Jesus. That's how I love the byline of our church which says whoever finds Jesus finds life. whoever finds jesus finds life today we are living in a world which is scared which is so broken up because of everything that's happening around and people are looking for a savior you know a lot of them think that the vaccine is going to save them a lot of them are thinking you know if they protect themselves and if they do this if they do that yes to an extent but where and whom are you relying on for eternity it's only jesus and god's solution was only jesus and when he says here for god did not send him to condemn 
He didn't come here to condemn. And if you look through the life of Jesus entirely across the four Gospels, you'll see he didn't condemn anyone. He, in fact, had conversations which opened up their eyes to see there's far bigger things in this world. There's a far bigger purpose and plan which, you know, only can be accomplished if they listen to him. So church, even today, as we look into the series for the next four weeks, even as we dive deeper in, the only focus that we will have is Jesus himself. There's nothing else that we're going to concentrate on because he came for a specific time. Today we are celebrating, you know, we all are getting things ready for Christmas. You know, just uh, two weeks back, I was in um, Delhi and I came back after like seven or eight days and suddenly my entire house was transformed. You know, the minute I got out of the cab, I could see the Christmas decor that was out, you know, and when I walked in, every room was done up specifically with Christmas in mind. And that's probably, you know, because my wife loves Christmas. And so for us, it's probably like two months uh, into celebrating Christmas in our home. But beyond all that, you know, beyond us actually planning our Christmas dinners, planning our Christmas gifts, planning our Christmas shopping, planning everything that we have to do, probably the Christmas movies that we have to catch up, you know, and do everything. Let's not forget that heaven came down to earth. And that heaven was Jesus. And that Jesus is important. He is the only answer for this season. He is the only answer that mankind needs today. He is the only answer that we can carry into our future. What is 2023 going to look like? We don't know. But we know of a savior who came down. And we can take him into that new year. And so church today, even as we step in, when heaven met earth, Jesus is the only pathway to salvation. The first thing which I would like to emphasize is Jesus is the only pathway to salvation. You know, today we are living in a world where, you know, we constantly get bombarded by saying, you know what, I think there could be another option. No, you read the Bible, you read the Bible in its entirety, you'll see the plan of God, you know, being rolled out. And it has only one person. The Old Testament builds this entire case all the way up to Jesus. And it says Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is God with us. Jesus is our true King. So for those of you who are from different faith backgrounds, I would ask if you can confess with your mouth and say, Jesus, you are the only true and living God. And the reason why I'm saying that is because he came down to save us. He came down not to condemn us, but he came down to save us for eternity. So that when we close our eyes here on earth, or if, you know, Jesus comes back and we get to meet with him in person, face to face, we are assured and we would spend eternity with him. I want to read John chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 again. It goes on to say, he was in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. I love how it says God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. One of the things we need to understand is sin entered the world. The minute sin entered the world, this divine connection which God created in the beginning, you know, which Jesus was even involved in the creation aspect, what happened was that bridge entirely broke. And I love the fact that, you know, when sin came in, it distorted everything. 
it distorted everything time and again man kept striving man kept trying man thought that he could live his fullest life here on earth but we see time and again it just proved to be empty kingdoms grew kingdoms fell kingdoms you know ruled over the entire earth but they didn't last beyond a point everything had its own time we see that sin was so so much on the earth that god literally caused a flood to happen he saved noah's family and from that we went on to see uh, and from that we go on to see that abraham is chosen he says he probably thinks you know what let me find who's listening to me and he chooses abraham he forms a nation he takes them they go into slavery in egypt later out of slavery he takes them all the way through the wilderness into the promised land a land which is flowing with milk and honey something which they didn't have to fight for he said if you follow me everything will happen but from there on we see it's just a downhill kings came the country just got split you know uh, ego clashes they got you know uh, so diverted by you know following the different gods of the lands that were around and we saw that sin was dominating and the few remnant who were there followed god but that required them to give sacrifice after sacrifice god had so many different sacrifices for the different level of you know uh, uh the sins that were there they had different types of ways in which they had to do these sacrifices there was a separate tribe that was set apart to do it it involved a lot of time and effort and we see after a point people's heart grew cold they you know just decide okay once a year i'll just go i'll buy the biggest sacrifice i can and i'll give it and i'll be okay they didn't take god serious till a point when they were given into captivity the babylonians came the assyrians came the persians came and we see there are a few who still relented who prophesied who spoke forth who stood in the gap and then god sends jesus he was this perfect sacrifice and i'm so grateful that you know we get to dwell in his life and see the fact that you know he is the only pathway because it's only through him that we are saved it's only because of his sacrifice that death that happened on the cross because he was this perfect person in him there was no sin because he was god here on this earth so he could not sin in human form he was able to stand against sin when temptation came he knew how to counter the enemy i love how it says in hebrews chapter 10 verse 8 to 14 and we are going to read that and it goes on to say first he said sacrifices and offerings burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire nor you were pleased with them though they were offered in accordance with the law then he said here i am i have come to do your will he set aside the first to establish the second and by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of jesus christ once and for all day after day every priest stands and performs his religious duties again and again he offers the same sacrifices which can never take away sins but when this priest whose jesus had offered for all time one sacrifice for sin he sat down at the right hand of god and since that time he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool for by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy 
I love what it says in verse 13. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Jesus is the pathway to your salvation. He came down. His sacrifice was that one sacrifice that was done for humanity, for all of humanity. For everyone that's being born even today, this very minute, he is that solution. He is the pathway. And the enemy has no room. I love how Jesus gives a final definite position for him. He says the enemy is made his footstool. You know, you really don't, um, you know, you when you literally put your leg on a footstool, its entire weight is there. It's literally crushing. Just imagine, that's where the enemy is. So today, don't give room to the enemy. The room the enemy takes is to take you down this path, to remind you, hey, you know what? Jesus can't forgive you. Jesus can't, you know, look at you. Jesus is embarrassed by you. Jesus is, you know, thinking less of you. This sin that you've done, this is what his narrative has been time and again. He'll hold it against you. But I would say, can you come to Jesus? Can you open your mouth and say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I acknowledge that you are the only way. Jesus said, I am the way. He is the only truth. And he is life. Titus goes on to say this beautifully in verse 2, verse 11 to 14. It says, God's readiness to give and forgive is now public. Salvation is available for everyone. We are being shown how to turn our backs on a godless, indulgent life and how to take on a God-filled, God-honoring life. This new life is starting right now and is whetting our appetites for the glorious day when our great God and Savior Jesus Christ appears. He offered himself as a sacrifice to free us from a dark, rebellious life into this good, pure life, making us a people he can be proud of, energetic in goodness. I love how message just, you know, enlarges the entire text and tells us. You know, I love how it says that when we choose Jesus as our pathway and when we, you know, have salvation through him, we live a God-filled and a God-honoring life. When we allow Jesus in, he is in us. And whatever we do, we do it so that we'll be able to live a life that's full of him and that honors him. And so we have to turn our back. There are some things we'll have to say no to. And oftentimes, the things that we are saying no to, the enemy wants to keep throwing that at the front of our face to say, hey, you're missing out on something. You're doing this bad. You're doing this wrong. This Christmas, can we look to Jesus? Can we look to Jesus? Because when you look back at the Old Testament, there were people, there were very few who actually heard him. There were very few who actually listened to him. There were very few who actually gave ear and were longing for him, were waiting to see him and were waiting for the glorious day when the Messiah would come. And when he came, many of their eyes were blind. Many ears were shut. They, they thought that he would come in, in a different form. No, but he was one among us. And I love the fact that our faith has to build from that small understanding of who Jesus is. It builds from that every step of the way. That's why we read the word. 
the word was inspired across so many years across so many authors around 34 to 38 plus authors who actually got inspired by the holy spirit to write and when you read the bible in its entirety it all points to jesus you know i love the fact that you know when you play a jigsaw puzzle you know when you actually break it up entirely and you you know lay it at a table to play every piece is important every piece is important so today the bible if it's a jigsaw puzzle every piece is important you want to see jesus in every part of the, the bible you need to put the piece exactly wherever it is you can't just say you know what it doesn't make sense you can't try fitting a wrong piece in uh, you know and in, in some place and say you know what this is i think this is the entire picture no it won't make sense you will have to trust god you will have to trust the holy spirit to reveal himself to you through his word and that's what happens this pathway is just not like you know you've entered and now everything is going to be clear everything is going to be clean no this pathway is going to have its highs and lows it's going literally going to be a sine wave you know as much as you strive to climb up it's important how you come down also in your understanding of god because we need to have that humility we need to have that posture to go in front of him and say god let me see your truth today in your scriptures so when you hold on to that promises you're not holding on to just a few puzzle pieces of those promises you're holding on to it but when you put it there you're able to claim it in line with what god has in plan for you and so today church i want to ask you is jesus your pathway to your salvation the second thing when heaven met earth we see is that jesus is the light of life john chapter 1 was 4 to 6 in the message goes on to say in him was life and the power to bestow life and the life was the light of men the light shines on in the darkness and the darkness did not understand it or overpower it or appropriate it or absorb it and is unreceptive to it i love the fact that you know the word is associated with light in fact when you read all of creation you see you know uh, he created light came in life came today jesus wants to come into the dark areas of our life however sinful it is god's willing to shine his light and i want to ask you today are you willing to allow jesus to shine his light i love how it says the darkness couldn't understand it darkness could not overpower it darkness could not appropriate it and darkness could not absorb it i love what the light of jesus can do genesis chapter 2 was 45 it goes on to say adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame as i mentioned earlier when god created the earth i said that there was a bridge when god created adam and eve there was this beautiful bridge and look at god's perfect creation that when he created there was no shame in nakedness there was no shame that was the beauty in which he created it but the minute we read in genesis chapter 3 verses 8 to 11 it goes on to say walking in the garden in the cool of the day and they hid from the lord god among the trees of the garden but the lord god called to the man where are you he answered i heard you in the garden and i was afraid because i was naked so i hid and he said who told you that you were naked 
Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? And church today, it's disobedience that brings darkness. It's when we partake of the indulgence that Satan has to offer, we see darkness come. It says there, when they were both naked, but they didn't feel shame. But when they had indulged and disobeyed God, that's when the bridge broke, that relationship broke, that divine relationship that God wanted to have broke. And we see the schemes of Satan coming into full play there. We see God move us away. And then from then on, we see every nature of, you know, darkness possible that's there. We see happen time and again. So today, we are not living in a dark period. There was darkness way back even before Jesus came. There was darkness even right after Adam and Eve. You know, when we read the early uh, Genesis 4, 5, 6, you see darkness prevalent there. Darkness has always been there. Wherever people are who do not acknowledge Jesus, there will be darkness. There will be things that manifest. There will be things that, you know, are plaguing the earth literally because darkness thrives in that. But the minute when light comes, light exposes. And I love the fact that Jesus didn't come to condemn. He came to save. So his light is not to condemn us, but his light is to save us. You know, for when you're in a dark room and when there's that small crack of light that comes through, there's hope. But, you know, when you start following Jesus, I love how we read earlier where it says this God-filled life. When you have God's light filling you, you start walking with clarity. You start walking with, you know, vision literally. You're able to see. You're able to walk in confidence. You know, in darkness, you're literally grappling. You, you don't know where, where you'll fall. You don't know where you'll actually, you know, hit your head. You don't know where you'll just bang yourself against a wall. But with light, you're able to see. And the more you draw closer to Jesus, the more dark areas in our life start showing up. And this Advent season, can we ask God, God, I have certain dark areas still in my life. I want you to shine your light so that I'll be set free entirely. For some of us, it could be those, you know, it could be that anger that creeps up. Like, it just has to be that particular trigger and then our anger comes out. For some of us, it could be that foul language that, you know, we closely guard our mouth. But again, when it's triggered, it just comes out. For some of us, it could be in the mind of those deceptive thoughts, those negative thoughts that keep coming in. For some of us, it could be that habit that we have of secretively doing something which we shouldn't be doing. For some of us, we must, we might be indulging in something which we shouldn't. For some of us, it could be that addiction which we are closely guarding ourselves and just partaking of it because we feel that's our comfort area and we're not allowing God's light to come over in that. God's here to say today, I'm willing to set you free. Jesus is the pathway to salvation, but Jesus also is the light of life. He wants us to have life. He wants us to have life to its fullest, which requires his light to shine. So church, today, would you allow Jesus to shine his light into that area? He's willing to restore, you know, that anger, kill that anger. He's willing to, you know, kill that addiction of yours. He's willing to set you free from that secretive thing that you're trying to indulge yourself in. 
or that thing that you're doing to break up what God's already ordained for you in terms of your marriage, in terms of your relationship. He's willing to do that. His light brings hope in despair. His light brings strength in times of grief. His light brings purpose when you are single, when you are alone, when you don't know what to do. His light brings freedom. And today, Jesus is willing to bring that light. You know, I love the fact that this Advent season, when Jesus came in, there were a select few who got to see that light. And we are going to dwell into the Advent season and into this entire Christmas story. And you'll see it's only the select few, those who are willing to listen. And today, church, are your ears open? Are your eyes open? You know, um, I remember watching, the kids used to watch this uh, cartoon called Mega Mind. It's beautiful. You just have to watch it. But towards the end, you know, he comes to fight another evil guy. He's, he calls himself the, uh, the bad guy of all bad guys. And he's coming to fight another bad guy. And he comes in this pomp, literally. He comes in this extravagance. And he says, you know, it's all about presentation. That one big statement he makes. And I was reminded as I was preparing that Jesus is not about presentation. Jesus is about willingness. Are we willing? Are we willing to allow the light? A lot of us have been cutting this light time and again. A lot of us have been, you know, saying, Jesus, I don't want your light shining on this area. I don't want your light shining in this area of my marriage. I don't want your light shining in this area of my relationship with my parents or in my in this area of my sexuality. I don't want your light shining. But Jesus is saying, hey, I want to give you life in abundance, which requires me to, sh me to shine my light, which means that you shouldn't cut that light out. Let me shine. Yes, there will be cracks, but God will restore those cracks. God will, you know, rebuild you so that those cracks will become a testimony for many others to see that, hey, there's hope for me too. There's hope for me too. John chapter 8, verse 12. I love how it says in the Passion Translation, it says, Then Jesus said, I am the light to the world, and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never walk in darkness. Those who embrace me will experience life-giving light and they will never walk in darkness. You know, when you really hug someone who you love, you literally give them the hug of your life. You know, you don't give them a half-hearted hug because they'll know that you don't really love them if you're giving a half-hearted hug. This embrace that we are asked to give here is so that we'll experience this life-giving light and that we'll never be able to walk in darkness again because of Jesus. You know, I'm reminded of this song, uh, this gospel band, DC Talk, used to sing. You know, it's called, I Want to Be in the Light. And I'm reading the second verse of that song, the lyrics of the second verse. It goes on to say, The disease of self runs through my blood. It's a cancer fatal to my soul. Every attempt on my behalf has failed to bring the sickness under control. Tell me what's going on inside of me. I despise my own behavior. This only serves to confirm my suspicions that I'm still a man in need of a savior. And the chorus goes on to say, I want to be in the light. 
as you are in the light i want to shine like the stars in the heavens the biggest roadblock for us to experience this light is our own selves we we are so comfortable in our own dark dark areas we are so comfortable in our darkness that we say you know what god we don't want your light because if your light comes it it might blind me it may not allow me to see things clearly it says it's a cancer fatal to my soul every attempt on my behalf has failed so church i don't know what area of darkness you're struggling with it's never too late to ask jesus to come in it's never too late to ask jesus to shine his light so church today even as we've heard jesus is the pathway to salvation and jesus is the light of life i want us to carry this jesus into our lives into our everyday life today if you're struggling if there's some areas i mentioned because of darkness he's willing to come in allow this light to shine ask him to come in for those of you who've not accepted jesus i would ask that you would make the decision to accept and follow him call on him ask him to be your savior ask him to be your god and for those who are struggling let's join hands together jo- let's you know come together because i believe that you know that's why god's placed the church together that's why god's placed the church you know for us to gather around and encourage one another and tell one another hey let's have more of jesus in our life we'll believe with you we'll ask for you and that's what a church does so if you've not been part of a church i would encourage you to be part of the church if you've not committed to reading the word read his word because it's in his it's in the reading of his word that you'll find areas that need to be changed because many a times we are turning our own eyes away but his word convicts us his holy spirit speaks through his word and it convicts us and we want that change and we desire that change so church can we all just close our eyes wherever we are at right now and ask god god i want you to be my only savior i want you to be the pathway i don't want to pursue four or five other paths i don't want to have a plan b or a plan uh, c or a plan d but i want only you lord jesus and for those who've been struggling with a dark area can you allow him i believe the holy spirit is speaking specifically about an area in, in your life that he's been really wanting to minister would you allow jesus to shine his light into your life a loving heavenly father lord we thank you lord for this time thank you lord for all that you've been doing in and through our lives lord jesus we thank you lord even as we have started the series when heaven met earth i believe that lord you have come down to save us you've come down to have this life just not and live in darkness but to live in light lord jesus and i pray even right now for those who've been struggling lord jesus for those of us who are have those dark spots in our lives lord jesus i pray that you would shine your light through lord break every power of the darkness lord jesus break every dominion break every stronghold right now lord let your light come through we allow we ask that you would come through lord jesus so that we'll be able to see we'll be able to 
ask you every day for help, Lord Jesus. We'll be able to rely on you. We'll be able to ask you for strength every step of the way, Lord Jesus. We thank you. I pray even right now, Lord Jesus, for those who've been struggling to acknowledge you alone as your Savior, Lord, in this pathway. I pray that, Lord, they'll be able to do that right now. If they have detoured, if they have found something else, Lord Jesus, if their eyes are set on something else, I pray that, Lord, you would move their heart and their eyes towards you right now, that they'll be able to acknowledge you as Lord and Savior. And that you would go before us, Lord Jesus. I pray that, Lord, you would strengthen us, Lord Jesus, for the week ahead. Be with us, Lord Jesus. I pray that, Lord, may our body not grow weary, but you would give us strength, Lord Jesus, to live every day to its fullest. Every day so that we are honoring you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. Be with us, Lord Jesus. Bless the food and water of our home, Lord. Go before us, Lord Jesus. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.